Hey, listeners. Thanks for joining us for your daily Bible verse. We hope you enjoy this deeper look at one of your favorite or maybe not so well-known Bible verses. To get all of our episodes straight to your phone, just subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. To find more Bible studies, Bible reading plans, and verses by topic, we'd love for you to visit us on BibleStudyTools.com. Sit Down and Be Seen by Jesus Written by Sean McAvoy and read by Stephen Sanders Today's Bible verse is Matthew 5, 1-2 He went up on a mountainside and sat down, and he began to teach them. I really don't appreciate the way I learned the Beatitudes. I'm in my late 40s now, and I think I'm only starting to understand what's happening in this passage at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, courtesy of a fantastic sermon and sweet, wonderful context. I've been able to rotely rattle off, Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, for decades, because I was given that passage to memorize as a church child. And it sounded deep and beautiful, but also a little empty and off. I'd learned that Matthew 5, 2-12 was a passage known as the Beatitudes, and that the word blessed, repeated nine times here, meant happy. Okay, but the people listed here didn't sound very happy to me. More than that, knowing these words came from Jesus, it sounded as if the Lord was commanding his followers to be mourners and peacemakers, merciful and persecuted. One of those examples of upside-down living in the kingdom of God that we know were part of Christ's teachings. I don't think that's what this text is showing, though. Think about where this passage appears. These are the first words of the Sermon on the Mount, the very beginning. The first thing Jesus has to say after he saw the crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan referenced at the end of chapter 4. He'd been teaching and healing and proclaiming the good news, and many are gathering. And what kind of people are in this crowd? I think we know. We know because this is the introduction to the largest interrupted session of teaching we have recorded from Jesus. And in an introduction, it's common to address your audience directly. Our Lord, we're told, sees the crowds. He goes to a higher place from which to see them and sits down and rests among them. I can imagine a lot of eye contact and a few deep breaths before Christ, who sees into their souls and knows every cell of their bodies, speaks right to their hearts and the issues of their life that have brought them to his feet. He gestures to a group gathered nearby and says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What a strange way to start a sermon, unless it's actually the most beautiful way to speak to someone there could possibly be. Who are the poor in spirit after all? I never really knew until I heard a sermon about this sermon during a time I was being treated for anxiety and depression. For the first time in my life, I certainly related to being poor in spirit. And Jesus continues his way around the crowd, next finding those who are mourning. His heart breaks for them too. Maybe sees someone meek, shyly lurking near the edge. He knows some are there because they have a deep longing for truth and righteousness. He finds some rich in mercy who may be downtrodden or taken advantage of in life. He sees the pure and the peacemakers and know the loneliness these types can experience, but tells them that they will see God and be called children. 
part of his family. Finally, the persecuted, the cast out, the misfits, who dare seek him out anyway. He sees and addresses them all, all these types who are drawn to want to know God. He sees them, and he sees you. Before Jesus has anything else to say, he sees you. And what's more, he knows what you're going through. He knows that whether you are pure in heart or poor in spirit, that very condition has brought you to him in a way thirsting for self or needing nothing could never do. And he wants you to know, not only do I see you, not only has your character or your life situation brought you to me, but I have a nugget for each and every one of you, a warm blanket to your chill, a silver lining to your cloud. You, poor in spirit, you feel ill at ease in this world. Jesus sees you and wants you to know yours is the kingdom of heaven. A time is coming when you'll know peace and deep, rich purpose. There is reason to hold fast in faith. You, mourner, you feel abandoned and lost, but Jesus sees you and wants you to know. Lean into those who will pamper you, cry with you, feed you, and comfort you. That's a good, good feeling, and one you'll certainly be able to reciprocate to others in turn. You, feeling meek, mild, powerless, Jesus sees you. He knows things aren't easy, but he wants you to know you have an inheritance. The meek in the world are given nothing. Jesus says he plans to give them everything. Talk about a silver lining. You, the merciful, Jesus sees you. He knows your forgiving heart, and he knows maybe this causes you to feel walked over at times. He also knows you will be shown mercy for having treated others as you would want to be treated. It goes on and on through the list. Before Jesus teaches anything, he lets you know he sees you there ready to learn from him, that he appreciates how this very thing has brought you to him, and that there is good news on the flip side of your coin. What a difference. Take a rest on this hillside now and go through the Beatitudes again calmly, quietly, with wisdom and insight, considering what it was that first brought you to the feet of Jesus, and how that very condition has caused you to be called blessed, happy. Amen. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes and rate and review our podcast. It really does help people find us. This episode was produced by our managing editor, Kelly Givens, and recorded and edited by Stephen Sanders. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we examine more of God's Word. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. 
Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.